0: Hello oh, and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight?
1: I am feeling magical, Jeff.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's becoming a broken record around here that we say when something goes on in the world of Disney, and in this case, literally Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom, that you are there You're straight off of the 50th birthday party of the Magic Kingdom and you are the one we need to speak to. So welcome back. I hope the birthday party was enjoyable, uh, as enjoyable as we could imagine it to be.
1: It it was amazing. And I'll be honest, for those that follow us on social media, you know that I'm coming off a lot of travel. I was on (laughs) Adventures by Disney in the Danube on their Budapest tour. I literally... Touchdown in New Jersey for less than 24 hours, but there was no way that I wasn't going to be in the Magic Kingdom to ring in the 50th because nobody throws a party like Disney.
0: So it's funny because I was having conversations as Disney nerds do. I was having the conversation with my wife and then with my mother and father in law. We were talking about different anniversaries that we've been there for, different birthdays that we've been there for. And in my daughter's room hangs a picture from the 10th birthday which I'm going to peel back the curtain here happens to fall in the year that I was born and my wife was born. And then the first time that I was there was 15 years of magic And I'm having the conversation with my in-laws saying, I can't believe that that horrible, horrible birthday cake was 25 years ago to go on top of the castle. And literally things like this are what are are sparking my memory as far as celebrating the birthdays of the Magic Kingdom. They've done a tremendous job making the castle look beautiful. It's a far cry from a birthday cake that it was 25 years ago. It it is
1: not, as I affectionately call it, the Pepto-Bismol castle.
0: No, but you understand what I'm saying. It doesn't feel twenty five years seems to have flown and and you really get an appreciation for the way that they've celebrated these things, you know, year in and year out and and it sounds like everything that I'm reading, everything that I'm seeing, and I'm hoping that you can confirm it today that, as you said, fifty is certainly no exception to the rule that when they throw a party, they throw a party
1: it It is, and you know you gave your birthday. This is my year of turning fifty, so I'll tell you that their fiftieth celebration was certainly better than mine personally, and I was thrilled to be there. Um, well,
0: there's a larger budget behind their fiftieth birthday than
1: there you know. is just a little bit, maybe double or triple.
0: <laughs> Talk to me about what you saw, what you heard, what you smelled—all these different things—the way that they they tailored the experience to somebody that's going for the celebration. What did we see, a hear, bit. smell, etc.?
1: So. I definitely saw and heard and felt magic. It was really crowded. I'll be honest. It was the most crowded place I've been since COVID. Everybody wanted to be at the Magic Kingdom on October 1st, but people were just thrilled to be there and happy and ready to celebrate. It was a great time. Disney, again, as you said, they've been building up to this party, I think, we weren't sure what we were, weren't going to see because we've been going through COVID and what were they going to do for the crowds. But the big thing that I want to tell anybody listening is Disney doesn't do anything for a day or two days. Right. This celebration is planned for over a year. So take your time, make sure you get there and see it because there's some neat things this year. But it's not like if you don't get there in October, you miss out.
0: Right, right. And And for those of you that are following eBay and social media and things like this where people are selling some of this merchandise that I'm going to ask you about for an obscene amount of money. You know, my I guess my question is the merchandise that you saw on on the actual day. Yes. Was there anything specific to that day that maybe is exclusive that you won't be able to pick up throughout the year that We you were have?
1: honestly told 99% of the merchandise Will be restocked and is being restocked over the next year. And I agree with you. I'm going to sidetrack to a quick story. We were in Emporium, where I will be honest, we waited in line to get in, but only about 10 minutes. And my niece had asked for this bluish purple iridescent Starbucks tumbler. And I wanted one to give to one of my friends. So my brother found them before I did. He was holding two of them not paid for, picked them up off the shelf. Apparently, shortly, minutes after he took them, the shelf was empty. And somebody in the gift shop offered to buy them from him. And he said, <laughs> I, I haven't purchased them yet. And she said, I know, but they're all out. I will pay you to give them to me to allow me to buy them. Oh my God. Uh, that is the definition of insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but but again, I think it speaks to the fact that people are were unsure what was going to be available after that day.
1: Listen, it it's great merchandise, though. but if you miss it, there's plenty of other great things. I will tell you there had to literally be in excess of a hundred different items for the 50th birthday. So if you don't get that Starbucks cup, you get a different Starbucks cup, you get a mug. Don't don't be paying $99 on eBay and with the personal shoppers for the 1999 item, that's not what Disney is about.
0: So what kinds of merchandise? I mean, you mentioned the Tumblr, you mentioned mugs. What, uh, is there anything specific that struck your eye that you think is, is worth mentioning? or are we still talking T-shirts and posters and, and mugs? Like what, what was something that you saw that maybe caught your eye?
1: So I purchased a really cool soap dispenser that I'll share the story of as well. When you pump the soap dispenser, the soap comes out in your hand in the shape of Mickey. Okay. I mean, come on. How cool is that? Yeah. Rookie mistake. And Disney normally marks these items, but they did not mark this one. I honestly did not read the packaging real well. I thought I was buying a soap dispenser. I was doing carry-on luggage only. I did set off the security flag in Orlando because it comes with eight ounces of soap.
0: There's soap in it.
1: <laughs> um, so I begged the TSA guy to please dump my soap, but let me keep my dispenser because I didn't have a checked bag and he was kind of debating whether he was going to have to keep it. Um, but it is here in my home. Um, the recycling bags, I'm. they're adorable. There's three different designs for the three different sizes. So you want a souvenir for the 50th? and $3.00, those were great. Um, Yeah, like you said, lots of T-shirts, ornaments, towels, hats, special ears, plush. I mean, if it's anything that Disney makes, it was made with a 50th logo on it, or even just the 50th color scheme. Mm -hmm. And like many other things, the merchandise varied. Different resort gift shops had a limited selection of things. The Emporium had one, one, two rooms actually, filled with 50th stuff. The new creation shop in Epcot had a lot of merchandise. I would actually say that they probably had more merchandise and better organized as far as clothing sizes than the Emporium. So head over there. But again, there's plenty of merchandise to be had, and there'll be plenty to have through the year.
0: So you had mentioned color scheme and I think that's part of what I want to ask you about next is, you know, we talk about constantly how they have an overlay at different times of the year, whether it's Christmas or whether it's Halloween. I'm assuming that the color scheme that they've redone the castle with was not just for the castle. What about anything that hung? Was there any banners or anything else that we could see that was visual with the color scheme for the 50th?
1: There was. And in true Disney spirit, their color is their own. It is ear, E-A-R, adescent. Um, So it's a bluish, purpley, gold shimmer. There were banners outside of every park. The main characters are in new iridescent outfits. And you see that blue, purple, and gold throughout a lot of the merchandise. But again, they want to appeal to everybody. So there's simple gray T-shirts with black logos that say 50th. There's really... Anything you could want. And I would say, you're wondering what the color scheme is? You know it's the 50th the second you open the app. If you go on to the My Disney Experience on your phone or iPad, you can see it the second you open it and get a quick overview of the 50th and how long they've been celebrating.
0: So that's really where they're they're pushing it. Is there, as soon as you open the app, it, there's no mistaking that this is something new than than what you opened prior to the 50th.
1: Definitely.
0: Okay. One of the things that I think Disney does very well is, and I I had mentioned the first time I was there, was 15 years of magic, and I can still sing that song in my head, which is insane, but that's Mm that's the reality. And I remember that from being a kid, there's a song that's tied to the 50th anniversary. I've heard it. I haven't been there to hear it. It is an earworm. I don't know if it's quite the 15 years of magic earworm that I'm used to, But definitely, once you hit that chorus, it tells you everything and makes you feel everything, in my opinion, that Disney's trying to accomplish. What was it like to hear it inside the park?
1: Uh, Like you said, it was an earworm. They played mostly just the chorus, not the whole song on the Magic Kingdom cavalcades. And after that first cavalcade on my personal social media, my post said, I answered the call, the magic is calling, because that's all that song is about is hearing the magic and answering the call. And they've done lots of variations of it. In American Adventure, they're singing it in a different style. The Dapper Dans have adapted it. So that song is really now everywhere. And I guarantee you won't be there for 48 hours and not be humming it when you get back to your room at night.
0: Depending upon the length of your trip, you might be very tired of it by the time you leave. But that's just kind of the way it goes. We had mentioned for for weeks, you know, especially on the YouTube presence, the the unveiling of statues of characters to celebrate the fiftieth. You've now seen them, so talk to us a little bit about how they're displayed, how they look. Did they live up to the hype, etc.?
1: I'll be honest. For me, they didn't live up to the hype. Um. I was a little disappointed. We've talked about the statues. They talked about them being spread throughout the parks. Um, I talked earlier that we made a checklist for guests of which statues you can be looking for in each park. And when you looked at the list, it was very evident why Magic Kingdom was so heavy and why different characters were in other parks. It was very clear to me that the Olaf statue in Epcot should have been in... Norway and the statue with Miguel should have been in Mexico, but instead with very little exception, each park put their statues in a hub. So you spent three minutes walking around and you saw them all. Um, I expected more of a hunt. I also was told by one of the cast that they were all designed in scale Okay. I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> I'm not
0: sure that I believe that either.
1: <laughs> because Chip and Dale were probably a foot and a half tall. Right. But Joe from Seoul was like this seven foot tall character. So it was a little odd. Yeah. Um, they were all on pedestals except four. Again, a little weird that four weren't kind of in the same theme as others. They're neat to look at. We've got a video over on the YouTube channel. I'll drop the link if you want to see them all because you don't know when you're going. Um, I will say Tinkerbell was definitely the hardest to find. She was one of the ones that was not on a pedestal and in scale, super tiny and buried in a tree. So they were neat. They just, I think, I maybe made more hype in my own head. So definitely something to see, but not the be-all and end-all I thought it would be. But what I did love more than I expected was this new Beacons of Light that they're doing every night. And so those are the four main icons in each park go through this light-up series. And it's about a three to five-minute show, and then it'll go dark, and then it'll start again. So you have six to 12 opportunities to see each one the castle, the tree of life, the golf balls, people love to call it over in Epcot, and the Tower of Terror. Again, mostly lighting up in those iridescent colors that we talked about earlier.
0: Well, and for anybody that's been paying attention, you the Epcot ball has been featured prominently all over social media as far as being lit up. its It's a really, really interesting approach to lighting the thing up that we haven't seen before so it's it's a cool little you know addition to the whole experience you know ever since i've been taking my kids to Walt Disney World one of their their favorite experiences to sing along and watch the the stuff on the castle has been happily ever after we know that is no longer a show that's running at the magic kingdom they've moved on talk to us about the the new evening show that we have at the magic kingdom to celebrate their birthday
1: you bet. So Disney Enchantment is their new fireworks show, which also comes with a lot of lighting on the castle. I would say the fireworks are much more extensive than we've seen before. Pretty elaborate show. I recommend watching it from Midhub, probably all the way back to Casey's. That'll give you the best view. I saw it October 1st, that opening night. If you were on social media this weekend, it was not loved. I'm gonna put it out there. I liked it. I didn't love it because I don't know that you can top wishes in my mind. I guess Mm -hmm. we all have our favorite. Sure. Um, I wish it had more of a storyline to it than I think it did. But you, Jeff, mention often about all the great intellectual property that Disney has. And really, they took this nighttime show and they showcased some of their most popular intellectual property. Which means that while I didn't think it was their best show, all the guests found a part of the show that was their favorite, that you could hear people singing along, you could see the smiles. So if you're what we call a Disney file, that person that's going every year and multiple times a year and dissecting everything Disney, it's probably not going to be your favorite show. However, if you go to Disney every three years, every five years, once in a lifetime, it's an awesome show. You know, don't let some of that negative hype fool you. Well, Disney doesn't do anything halfway, but it's hard to live up to wishes. And I'll segue right there. Yeah. You can't beat Illumination. So Harmonious, for me, had some of the same struggle. I know if you follow Disney Parks blog, they'll tell you that Harmonious has a great storyline behind it. I don't know, you had to watch a 30 minute video to understand the storyline to a 20 minute thing of fireworks. I think the storyline is missing. <laughs> but again, it had some great work with the intellectual property. And you know, now that we do the podcast, sometimes I'm watching these things and I'm thinking, what am I gonna say? What do I think? And I was like, yeah, Harmonious is no different. They're kind of putting out a lot of that same intellectual property. And then we were about three quarters of the way through And they did something with perimeter fireworks on the lake that they have never done before. And it left me odd. They did fireworks from right inside the fencing on the grass. So you had that one minute where it was like, oh, man, that firework just shot off about three feet from me. (laughs) But having all of those coming into the center of the lake, Really made it spectacular. And I've got video up on YouTube of both Disney's Enchantment and Harmonious. Again, you'll love the music. You'll love the look of it. But if you were somebody like me that cried that very fat last night of Illuminations, it's just hard to replace.
0: Well, and I think when you talk about Harmonious specifically, such buildup, you know, the, the structures have been in the water waiting for this show to happen for what feels like a a really long time. Forever? Maybe it has for Epcot. Unlike
1: Epcot forever, that's no longer there. (laughs) Harmonious structures have been there forever.
0: Right. And so that's the thing. So, you know, it's hard to not have expectations that are maybe unrealistic when every time you walk around in the world showcase, you're looking at something that you were anticipating being whatever you've brought it up to be in your head. So the fact that it's here now it allows everybody to kind of go and look at it. Like you said there are a couple of takeaways that were really really impressive. Go and check and it out. Don't
1: miss it. Don't let anything you've read stop you from going to see it. They are both shows definitely worth seeing.
0: So the other thing that we got to talk about obviously you were, you know, you went to Epcot as well, but we've already had the show about the Ratatouille ride that debuted there. Anything new to discuss about that ride that you saw while you were there?
1: Just to keep in mind that Ratatouille now has a virtual queue, and that is the only virtual queue. In line with the 50th, they took away the virtual queue to Rise of the Resistance over in Hollywood Studios. And I have to say, I've been tracking the standby time. Definitely, definitely go standby. Mm -hmm. It's not bad at all, and it's a phenomenal ride. At a we found that that 7 a.m. chance to get in the queue is filling real quickly, but the 1 p.m. is definitely doable. It's not even filling by 110, 120, so you have a little bit of leeway. Um, you do have to have an Epcot Park reservation for the 7 a.m., and you have to be in Epcot from the 1 p.m. We were in at about 2.30, and we got among the last of the available spots.
0: We had mentioned, obviously, Enchantment. We had mentioned Harmonious. Let's transition over to Animal Kingdom in Kite Tales. It's it, it's an interesting name. It's an interesting concept. Talk to us about what you saw while you were
1: there. You bet. And it's actually a daytime show. It's going to run six to eight times a day. Check the app for times. One of the things that I didn't honestly know till I got there on the first and looked in the app is there are two different shows. There's The Kite Tales Jungle Book show and then the Kite Tales Lion King show. They alternate with time. No promises they're going to do the same thing every day, but they start with Jungle Book, then go to Lion King and keep switching back all day. It's not a very long show, it's about 10 minutes. You can definitely get there pretty close to showtime and not have any problem getting a seat in the theater. If you do arrive early, try to sit up front if you have little kids. They do a pre-show where they let the kids be involved in this turtle parade and march around the amphitheater. A lot of fun for them and super cute. I think because of the limitation with the animals, they don't do fireworks and loud noises and things in Animal Kingdom. We've seen a couple of shows come and go We saw Jungle Book Alive with Magic. We saw Rivers of Light in this theater. And now in the daytime, they're trying Kite Tales. I hope it lasts. Again, it's a cute show, as its name implies. There are regular kites, like you could fly yourself at home. But then there are these massive kites that are the characters. You've got Baloo, Zazu, Simba. um, Really neatly executed. All these little wave runners that... Help fly the kites. If you're into that, keep an eye on how they fly them. It's super unique. I will say my niece texted me that morning and said, hey, did you see that the show didn't work yesterday and the kite fell in the audience? Um, Some blogger put that out there, and that's not true. There is a section of the audience that they do not see because they land the kites there and you know it's on purpose because, A, they land every kite there, but, B, if you're looking over there at the beginning of the show, they have crew members there waiting to catch and deflate the kite. So if you've seen that the show failed, that's not it. Um, But it is a tough show. It's a small lake to have all of those wave runners. I was looking at one point, the wake was massive as they had six of them cutting across. So... I hope it stays. Again, it's super cute. But brief show, catch it. Watch for super sunny, not a lot of shade unless you're in the back, but a lot of fun with the animals and the characters that the kids know from the different movies.
0: Well, we've we've gone a very long time today. And unlike us, we have not yet spoken about food and snacks and things to eat. It is the 50th birthday. So what kinds of special and unique items did they have for you to spend way too much money on to (laughs) enjoy and shove down into your gullet there to celebrate the 50th?
1: They had 50 different items spread out everywhere (laughs) around property. It is definitely not a one-trip thing if you want to get all 50 items in. All the resorts, Disney Springs, all the parks. Some had cute desserts. I ate a Raspberry Moose 50th um, dessert at Caribbean Beach that was great. Sunshine Seasons downstairs by Soaring actually had three different 50th desserts that were absolutely delicious. Our premium Mickey bar that everybody loves is a little bit different now. When you take it out, the chocolate is topped with a blue iridescent color. Mm. And one of the things that I also got, many of the restaurants have this, is a specialty lemonade that comes in a souvenir glass. And depending where you get it, you either get Mickey, Minnie, Donald, or Pluto sitting on your cup of lemonade. And you add them in and they kind of explode some color into your drink and give it an extra punch of flavor.
0: Very cool. Very cool, well, one of the things I love about what you 've said here before I ask anything that we haven 't covered is it seems like the fiftieth birthday is being celebrated across all parks, so I do think that that 's a nice little twist to the whole thing that every park is is choosing to celebrate as opposed to just having to go into the emporium and find something that there are things you can find in every piece of 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 property, every stretch that the sun does touch is, is they're, they're celebrating there so. The question I have is, what haven't we discussed? What, what else did you see that we just didn't really have the time today to mention?
1: I think, again, as I said in the beginning, it's here for a while. Enjoy it. Get there and see it. I loved the new iridescent name tags that everybody had. It was kind of neat to see everywhere on property. And one of the other things that Disney really worked on is celebrating casts that have been there, many of them, since opening day. And those that have been there 30 years and 40 years, take some time, realize that sometimes the attraction is in the people. Um, I paid a quick visit over to Art of Animation, and I have to say I spent some time randomly with Rich, one of the front desk people that's been there for 16 years. And just talking to him about his favorite memories and what he loved at Disney Disney's very big on changing roles and interesting while he's at a resort now, he was telling me that his favorite thing that he ever did at Disney was that he was an opening member of the pirate league and he's very proud that he still carries a pirate patch with him every day to work so that he has that little extra piece of magic. So really enjoy all of the people, all of the sites. There's so much to do and so much that we didn't cover that next week's episode is actually going to kind of tack on to this one because one of the things that they did for the 50th was a big refurbishment to the Contemporary Resort, one of the two original resorts. So next week I'm going to tell you all about the room refurbishments, the lobby, and I will say I am super excited that they did a large tribute to Mary Blair, one of the Imagineers who's very well known for her five-legged goat that you find when riding the monorail. And we'll talk more about her next week too.
0: Well, like, like I said, when I opened the show, when something is new, when something is happening, you are there and it's not just lip service. It's the reality. You have stayed in the newly refurbished contemporary. So I'm really excited to hear about this week, that next week, the same way that I was excited to hear about the 50th celebration this week. Sandy, you're the best. I appreciate you taking the time to tell everybody about how awesome that party is. And I'm looking forward to getting down there at some point this year to celebrate with my family.
1: You'll see it because the magic is calling.
0: Have a great week. You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.